0: hello gorgeous goddesses and welcome back to the cool mom 101 podcast i'm your host emily and i am so excited to bring you this episode this episode is home birth 101 and we are getting all into the nitty-gritty i'm going to be chatting about the benefits of home birth giving you lots of stats because you know i love a little science i'm going to talk about why i'm choosing it how i'm navigating it in a whole new country I'm also going to get into the fear around birth, as I think it's so common, and I think it needs touching on, and I'm going to talk about how I'm preparing, so mentally, physically, emotionally, all of that, and it's going to be a great episode, and if you know anyone who is interested in home birth, considering it at all, please pass this along. I love being able to share this knowledge and just give women the opportunity to hear a bit of a different perspective, because I think in general, we have all been kind of sold a very similar story around birth and what it can be. And typically in North America, the way birth goes is a bit of a similar story. And it often, not always, but it often leaves mothers with very traumatic stories or labor is going not at all the way they want to and i think that we can do better and i'm not saying i want to preface this too i am not saying by any means that i believe home birth is the best or only way to give birth i don't believe that at all and i'll get into that uh it was absolutely the best thing for me but it is not the only way i don't believe that at all um i just believe in educating women and making sure people have the resources they need the insights and also just the personal stories because for me I didn't know a single soul who'd ever had a home birth so I was kind of starting from ground zero so I want to be that person for you if you need them okay so let's get into it so excited I'm going to start with why I'm choosing it so for me as probably a lot of you know I did have Leo at home so my first son Leo who's now almost four years old which is wild when they say time flies people are not fucking around it's wild um but I had him at home so backstory two on that I will link up my home birth story as well because i have a podcast on that so if you want to listen to it i won't get into the full details here but basically just so you know where i was coming from i really deep down intuitively wanted a home birth but i was very nervous to claim it so (laughs) how that went was i had a birth plan with my amazing doula sandy who she is now midwife which is super cool um I actually met her at Lululemon's, so I knew her, which was awesome. So I made a birth plan with Mario and my doula, and the plan was originally to do most of the labor at home. I knew that made a lot of sense to me, that being at home would feel the best for me. So that was in our plan, to do most of the labor at home and at the very end go to the hospital. And boy, was that a hilarious idea for me because... So it turned out by the time the midwives and doula came to my quote unquote unplanned home birth, I was already ready to push. They came at four fifty in the morning, they got there. Um and Leo was born at five twenty two. So it gives you an idea they were only there for about thirty minutes before the baby arrived. So I did go in with that plan and this is a benefits to we'll get into this more but when you do have a team of advocates or you're advocating for yourself and it was in my birth plan that this is how i wanted to go so when they got there they specifically asked me do you want to go to the hospital because now's the time honey and i actually remember kind of coming out of my zone and saying fuck no i was like no nope that's the last thing i want to do and then he was born you know 30 minutes later so it's a good thing I didn't cuz probably would have had a car baby which nothing wrong with that but I feel like that sounds messy. <laughs> so, I had a, a hugely positive birth with Leo. It was 6 hours long and just amazing. I loved it. I loved being in labor. I felt I've never felt more powerful and the after so when you're just you've just given birth and it's the most hormones the most oxytocin you're ever gonna have in your life you feel high in the best possible way and so obsessed with this new little baby and you just get to lie in your own bed is just it was amazing so of course this time i'm doing it again i would say it was a kind of a no-brain decision i was like well obviously i'm gonna do that again like come on it was so great So I think my intuition in the beginning in my first pregnancy and birth was that I did want a home birth, but I was really scared, like I said. So now this time I've done it before. So that's obviously helpful. And I want you to know, it's not like you need to wait for your second birth to do it. Um, I do know a lot of women that do that because it's often comes, I've found anyway, in my travels, often that home birth comes as a um, kind of pushback to a Uh, maybe a hospital experience that didn't go the way the mother wanted it to I've heard that a lot so I think that's great and then also if you want to do it on your first go I'm here to tell you that it's totally possible and it was amazing so I also why I chose home birth and why I'm choosing it again is I deep down have such a strong belief in women's bodies and what they're capable of doing and I think it was innate within me and I'll get into more of what happens physiologically it's incredible but I think I've always had this deep trust in my own body and that really helps you be able to think about labor not in these scary terms but in terms of this is what One of the things my body was designed to do. Your body is designed to do all sorts of incredible things. Think about the amazing things. Let me just say this. Think about the amazing things your body does without you even thinking. Your lungs are breathing. Your heart is beating. Like it does all these amazing things. And for me, birth and labor was kind of this extension of that. It's like, okay, we've been doing this for literally ever. Everyone comes from a womb somewhere down the line and women have been doing this forever and so our bodies are clearly designed to be able to do this like that was just logical to me and I know that's not the case for everyone but the logic for me was just there and as I did a little more research around home birth too I I found that the outcomes for women were typically a lot better they were a lot happier with their labor and as we'll get into a little bit later in this episode there's a lot of hormonal processes that happen when you have an undisturbed physiological labor. Now, I will preface it's not to say you can't have that in the hospital. You actually could, it's definitely possible. It's most likely going to be a lot easier to be able to have that type of experience at home. And I'll get into more of that why. So, that's kind of why I chose it hugely positive experience with Leo my intuition even with Leo was telling me that this made a lot of sense for me Um, and I just have that deep belief that this is something my body's made to do now let's get into some of the benefits of home birth so as I kind of mentioned you have a higher chance of having a physiological birth which is something that i wanted i was not interested in any medication i knew that from the get-go i was very disinterested in having a c-section because i know what that entails it entails cutting through i believe it's seven layers of tissue it's a major major surgery and shout out to all the women who have had a birth via c-section because that seems terrible honestly like not that it's a terrible experience to birth your baby but i mean the aftermath i think that seems like it'll be really hard you can't even lift things over your head too heavy and i know i from my friends who've had it the recovery can be very challenging so um, i just wanted to put that out there so when you are in familiar surroundings that's what is going to help you to have the physiological birth so with having a home birth, again, it's mo- more likely you're going to feel and this is what Dr. Sarah Buckley always repeats is you need to feel private, safe and unobserved to allow the physiological labor to happen and unfold. So again, for me, I really wanted a physiological birth if it would happen for me and I think it will happen for most women. And the best chances of me having that it logically was at home because where am i personally where am i going to feel the most safe where can i be unobserved where can i be in private that's in my home right and something that always struck me about this concept of being private safe and unobserved to allow physiological labor to happen is i grew up on a farm and i always recall this idea that if you ever have had barn cats (laughs) or if you've just been on a farm and kind of know what that's like cats when they're going to go into labor they will typically go and find a darker quiet place alone to give birth and i always think of that because it's like that's what you want to create to the best of your ability because that's where I mean we are mammals after all and that's where a woman needs to feel safe private unobserved so that all these processes which I'll get into in a moment all these physiological processes can happen and again the best chance of that for most women is somewhere they feel familiar right so again for me that was kind of like a no-brainer to a tr- try for a home birth and that's one of the big benefits is that it's going to assist you in having that physiological labor if that's what you desire so other benefits of home birth you can avoid the it's called a cascade of intervention so um, and this is not to fear-monger it really isn't it's just I think the facts are important and when you have any intervention the likelihood you're gonna be followed by more interventions is high. So basically what that looks like is say you are, let's use like a common one, induced for labor. Um, So they're giving you that induction. What is likely gonna follow from that is more intervention. So they might give you the induction then because it speeds up your contractions and your body's not contracting in the way that it is designed to, it can be really challenging. It can actually even sometimes slow the labor or just make it so that you're getting exhausted. And then what happens when you're going too long according to certain medical practitioners in the hospital, then they might try and use other methods like forceps like c-section etc so that's what they kind of just very basically what the cascade of intervention interventions are so again if you can avoid starting those and I'm not saying those aren't necessary in some cases they I'm sure are but if you can avoid starting those then you have the better chance of letting your body go through physiological labor itself so what exactly is a physiological birth and what's physiological labor because i think this is actually a really important key to understanding what labor can be like and what birth can be like and to me it's just it's part of what i find so breathtaking and awe-inspiring about women's bodies and it's just incredible so what is it so physiological birth is a birth powered by the innate human capacity of the woman and fetus And that is more likely to be safe and healthy because there's no unnecessary intervention. Keyword unnecessary, right? So a lot of interventions are not necessary. Some are. I don't have stats or percentages on that, but just know that they're not all necessary. Uh, Another definition that I really like because it just points to how physiological labor and birth just happens by itself. So physiological birth is the involuntary process orchestrated by neurochemicals and hormones. So that's really it. And that's truly what I felt is you kind of surrender to what your body and your baby are trying to create together. And your body creates this amazing amazing string of neurochemicals and hormones and when i say i didn't it wasn't because people always ask was it super painful and i'm like well no it's so hard to even articulate but what i will say is it feels like you're kind of on some sort of drugs and on a different plane Of consciousness. That's what I felt. So, especially by the time the baby was born, things felt intense, but they never felt unmanageable. And something I kept telling myself in labor was that when things got more intense, I kept thinking, well, that means the baby's coming soon, right? So, the more intense that it gets, the more you know you're gonna meet your baby soon. So, there's a huge reward to it, obviously and like i said i the experiencing the way the hormones felt in my body during labor and how they all work together i it was intense at times but it didn't feel painful if that makes sense it's super hard to explain but basically it creates all these hormones they kind of work in perfect harmony and they create basically painkillers so the levels of um, oxytocin that you get and there's other chemicals and hormones that work together which I'm blanking on but they work together and make it so that it's not and it's not a terrible failing if that makes sense so it was honestly incredible and I I just wish every woman could experience it because if they want to because it, it it was amazing. So that's a little bit about the benefits of home birth. And I think I mentioned this, but it typically women will say they have a much more positive experience, so it was better for them. It lowers rates of maternal morbidity, so less dying, basically. And it just creates this beautiful start in my opinion for you and your baby because you've worked together on this you come out kind of peacefully at the other end and then the other thing I've been learning a lot more about this time which I didn't know the first time around is that when you have all the these this process I should say that's happened the physiological way so all of these neurochemicals and hormones it not only helps you with the intensity of it. But it really serves its purpose to help you bond with your baby. So you probably have heard oxytocin being called the love hormone. And it's really that connection hormone. So when your baby is born, and you've had a physiological labor birth. You will never have higher levels of oxytocin in your entire life. And your baby will be the same unless they also give physiological birth. So it's incredible, but you are primed. And the way Dr. Sarah Buckley puts it, I loved. She's like, you two are primed. It's like the best first date ever. And you two are primed to fall in love automatically. And that is absolutely what I felt automatically. I just was so in love and just so in awe of of him and the work we had done together because it really is a team effort they have to put work in too. They are working with you with these contractions to move down and come out the canal. So it's, you're working together, which I think is amazing. Okay, so that's some of the benefits. And let's get into now the prep. So I have done a lot of prep and let's start first with physically. So training, I heard someone say something (laughs) similar like this, like, labor is really a strength sport ende- endeavor it's not like you need strength for it i mean i'm giving you all the amazingness of how my labor was and how much i loved it and it's still work it is you got to put in the work so having a strong body is really 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 important so i've been doing strength training um, working with a trainer three times a week and if you can i would highly recommend that because he worked with me so you know I had a bit of sciatic pain at one point in my pregnancy and I swear working out was actually what what cured it so being able to properly use the mechanics of my body as they were changing and it went away after a couple weeks so it was amazing and getting stronger during this pregnancy it really has helped me mentally as well So I think that the training and the physical things actually can help mentally too. And I always say that I think because I've been someone who's pushed my body physically to its limit, not all the time, but I'm someone who played competitive sports. I've done like HIIT training. I've done CrossFit. I've done everything possible. And I know how to feel that certain level of pain without hurting yourself and still keep going I'm not like a quitter in that way and I always say that I think that truly did help me in labor so that's something that you can kind of simulate with training or with other things like that where you do push your body for a bit physically to that point that almost brink right and I think that did really help mentally in my labor as well so aside from weight training, I've been doing prenatal yoga, which I highly recommend. And again, that one is not just physically helpful. It also really helped mentally because yoga is actually the first place I learned the connection between your mouth and your vulva, vagina. So when you are in labor, it's very counterintuitive, but you actually want to be opening that area your vulva, your vagina, right? So you want to be opening up your vagina. You don't want to be tensing. So sometimes in labor, you might want to use your mouth to help relax your vagina. So that's where I actually first learned that, which is super cool. Um, I've been walking a lot because you know you you do start to get more weight and the walking just feels really good and it's so good for circulation i've also been putting legs up the wall a lot Um, that is such a helpful pose for really getting circulation going and also it really helps with anxiety so i mean a lot of pregnant people can attest there's a lot going on it's demanding physically mentally emotionally so sometimes i think It's physically it feels so good and also it helps to kind of relax your brain so I highly recommend that Um, and the other thing I wanted to say about yoga so there's also the community aspect of it when you do a prenatal class it's so cool because you're with other women who are going through a similar experience to you which is super super special super special Um, some other things I'm doing so I am eating dates now because I'm getting really close to labor time ish and dates help with spontaneous labor onset and they also help to shorten parts of the labor so i'll link up the study that that's from but it's pretty incredible the the study was pretty incredible so i'll i'll share that it's very interesting and to me i'm like well i like dates and they're nutritious so why not but there's also study to back it up so it's cool Um, I'm drinking red raspberry leaf tea. I actually did that with my first pregnancy. And it is said to help with strengthening the uterus. So it kind of tones it. So what that means is it should technically help with your contractions, having that uterus be strong to contract, which you need to get the baby all the way down. Um, Eating balanced. I mean, I haven't been quote-unquote perfect. I like treats and all that but i really focus on what can i add so i'm always eating a lot of variety a lot of different color and on the note of variety i was actually reading a little bit about how what you eat not to scare people but what you eat during your pregnancy affects taste for your baby it gets, it's insane it's shocking so i think variety especially once i got through the um first three months where i was so sick having lots of variety now can be really good and then focusing on things that um are kind of like anti-inflammatory so actually right now because i'm really close to labor i'm not having any processed sugar that was actually a recommendation from my midwives here and i thought you know what that makes sense because sugar just is quite inflammatory and probably not adding anything so i'm sticking to like fruits and dates for my sweet treats okay um lots of water i know that sounds like ridiculous but you when you're pregnant by the end of it your blood volume has doubled so think about you need a lot of water and i mean i'm in a hot climate right now in brazil so yes lots and lots of water you want to be super hydrated in terms of more like mentally emotionally spiritually some of the things i have been doing oh wait a couple more physical things acupuncture massage and um physio i saw a pelvic floor physio before i came to brazil just to check up on things see where i'm at i was in a good spot so we focused more on relaxing because i actually have quite like a tight pelvic floor and you can imagine in labor you actually want to be able to relax those things because that will help you <laughs> um, but i highly recommend seeing one and i will see one after um just to see where i'm at get a baseline and it really helped me the first go with leo because then i knew where i wanted to get back to right like i knew what it should feel like i knew how i should be able to contract release etc and it really helped me not that i was rushing it at all you don't want to do that but i could feel when things were starting to kind of get back to quote unquote normal and my like my normal my homeostasis which was amazing so that's the more like physical stuff but like i said a lot of those physical things will actually help you mentally as well which is amazing um in terms of mentally emotionally spiritually some of the things i'm doing so rituals i am digging into those more than ever now is not the time to stop a lot of people like hypnobirthing i've never gotten into it but i've i've been meditating for you know like 15 years and so That's a daily practice for me. And right now I'm sometimes doing kind of specific pregnancy or birth prep meditations. And sometimes they're not, though. It's just, again, dropping into that level of consciousness while you prepare for birth and labor, I think is super, super important. Um, Another thing is clearing up your beliefs around birth so whatever way works for you the best but even just examining like what are what are these things i'm thinking what am i making assumptions about and i think that can be really really helpful in just knowing where you're at and then working towards new ones that are going to serve you better okay um what else can i share oh yes okay so reading You know, I love to read. I'm going to link a few books that I love, but I'll just shout them out. A couple of them. Gentle Birth, Gentle Mothering by Dr. Sarah Buckley, who I've already mentioned on this episode. She's an incredible medical doctor, mom, and I would say real advocate of physiological labor. And she just explains it so well. So I've loved her book. I've loved her podcast episodes. You can just search her on Spotify and you'll find tons. I'm going to link one where she talks about physiological labor a lot, which I absolutely loved. And also um, the other book was Ina Mae Gaskin, who is kind of like the queen of midwives. Um, Her book is a very classic book because it tells a lot of stories, which I think are really helpful to hear, especially like if you were like me and didn't know anyone in your circles who'd ever had a home birth. You know me now, so you got me. Um, But I love that book. And I think in general, surrounding yourself with positive stories and setting the boundary that you do not want to hear people's horror stories because I've set a strong boundary this time. I don't know if it's just, You know, sometimes when you said it and like naturally no one then talks to you about it. I think I've kind of had that. And if it did ever come up, I basically just shut it down because I don't need to hear about it. Thank you very much. I don't know what that weird obsession is, but I'm sure anyone who's pregnant listening has experienced this. You're like, you're pregnant. You're like, oh, well, when I gave birth, it was and then they go in and on and on about how terrible it was and here i'm not saying we shouldn't share our stories but that's not the time not the time honey move it along okay so those are some of the ways i'm preparing physically mentally emotionally and i'll just touch on two having the right support team in place so we're specifically talking about home birth here so typically in a home birth you're gonna have probably midwife team so if you're in canada it's very simple you basically can choose to have an ob or a midwife um, and midwives are really set up to support you in home birth so um that's kind of that um and then a doula i highly recommend a doula so really to me the doula is your biggest advocate that's how i look at it so they're there to support you. And like with my doula, Ariel, and I'll link her as well. So if you're in Vancouver area, you can work with her. I mean, I'm working with her from Brazil too. So not necessarily, but if you want her physically present at your birth, you'd need to be in Vancouver area. Um, but I love the doula too for for things like if you ever, just something comes up that you want a second opinion on even. So say your midwife say something and your your intuition is like, oh, I don't know. Either just go with your intuition and or if you want a second opinion, you can always ask the doula. And I remember when I was going into labor with Leo, I was able to text my doula and just say, hey, I'm feeling this and this. She's like, yeah, it could be your body prepping. It could also mean labor's not going to come for a week. So just basically chill out. So it was so nice to have that resource. And I think the amazing thing about a doula, too, is like you can have a doula at a hospital. I know we're talking about home birth, but. I think that can be an amazing way to, you know, certain complications arise, et cetera. And you might, a hospital birth might be where you, where it ends up. And a doula will still make sure that what you want is, is for forefront, right? Like what you want is being advocated for. So I can't say enough about having a great doula. Um, and the other thing I wanna mention is in terms of mentally emotionally preparing i'm seeing i'm talking to a therapist so i had <clears throat> a bit of postpartum depression anxiety um with leo i think i just i it after my amazing birth the first few weeks were awesome and then i felt very alone after that and i just i it was a lot for me to handle um and i don't think i had the support i really needed that's a whole nother episode. Um, But I think having someone that you can talk to about even your birth fears going in, and that doesn't necessarily need to be a therapist. It could be that you talk about it with your doula. Um, But I found the therapist I like because then after, if I do feel like I'm having some of those experiences with postpartum anxiety or depression, I have someone already who's been with me and can, can talk to me. And I remember reading statistics about how that having that person can really lower your chances as well so just something to consider okay and the last thing is i'm having a lot of fun i think enjoying the beauty of it and celebrating it where you can you know i did this beautiful photo shoot where i just felt sexy and beautiful and just doing those things that light you up still is so 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 important okay now this was a question um that i had and from when i put this i put a kind of question box on instagram i think i've answered most of the questions already but one of them was how is it in a new country and this is such an interesting question because it actually brought up for me something that you'll you might come up against so it's you might come up against different stories like struggles as you're choosing what you want for your birth whether it's the bias of the culture you're in the bias of your family it can be you know any type of thing like that where you might feel some pushback and so you need to keep keep your strength about you and keep that intuition on lock and you know what's best for you and your birth and your baby okay but let me tell you brazil is not really set up for home birth the same way and i want to say though too that doesn't mean you can't do it so i mean i haven't looked up every country in the world but if you can figure it out in brazil where it's the c-section capital of the world like they have crazy rates of c-section and culturally that's what's done here it's like the first thing people ask you not the first thing but it's very common to be like oh are you doing it like naturally or c-section because a lot of people do it c-section i think it's like 40 something percent it's very high so i definitely had to navigate that and i think because i'm just so confident it in my abilities and in what i wanted it made it kind of a non-starter so if people We're going to give weird attitude or we're going to say something negative. I think it just never happened. So I would say like, oh, we're having a I'm doing it naturally and at home. And honestly, the overwhelming response was, wow, you're so brave. It's so funny because when people say I'm so brave for giving birth at home, I'm like, you're brave for giving birth in a hospital where there's a high chance they're going to end up cutting through seven layers of your body and fishing the baby out. (laughs) Like, no, thank you. Again, there are times when a C-section, I'm glad they exist. And if, heaven forbid, something goes wrong this labor, so unlikely. But if it does, I will absolutely be happy that we have that as a resource. So Brazil, like I said, not set up for home birth. So it really took a lot of grit to try and figure it out because we had no idea how to do it. Long story short, the way it works, I'll just compare. So the way it works in Canada, as I mentioned, you basically can choose who your team's going to be. And it's like in BC, it's all covered. I don't know about other provinces, but I think a lot of them are similar. So I chose midwives. I liked the quality of care. I liked the like my midwife appointments in Canada were like an hour long. You know, like it was very chill um, with midwives, too. I could just say like, no, I don't want to be weighed. No, I don't want to take that test. And as long as it wasn't necessary for anything, they, they were happy to listen to me, which was huge. So that's the way it works in Canada. You see the midwives from the very beginning. I think I saw mine at, I don't know, 11 or 12, 10, no, even before that, nine weeks pregnant, something like that. And you keep seeing them till the end. And then, you know, if you have a home birth like I did, they come to it. So that's how it works in Canada. It's pretty simple. In Brazil, <laughs> How it works is I needed to have an OBGYN first, who basically does all the prenatal care. And then at 36 weeks pregnant, which I am right now, they kind of pass you off, quote unquote, to the midwives if everything is a go. So there's certain things here where they would not, quote unquote, allow you to have a home birth, like I think legally so if you had gestational diabetes if you had high blood pressure um, and some of those things in other places they would definitely still allow you there's certain of those cases where they might still advise against it in Canada I'm not entirely sure Um, so I definitely had a lot of fear around that because I was worried okay if I go through this process and say for example you I have gestational diabetes And they won't let me give birth the way I want to, even though I know you should still be able to. Uh, Like that possibility was so scary to me, but it all worked out, luckily. So you have the OB here, pass it off at 36 weeks. And so now I'm working mostly with the midwives, but I think I'll see my OB one more time. And you know what's funny, kind of like ironic, I guess you could say, is that I actually love my OB. She is so cool and so amazing And it's probably the first doctor I've, like, ever liked. And here, the cool thing is, you can text them. So, like, I have her on WhatsApp. So, the other day, I actually got got a sinus infection a couple weeks ago, which was just shitty. But I was able to text her. And she was like, okay, here's what you can do. Here's what you can, like, take. And then I'd ended up going to the emergency because it just wasn't getting better. And it was kind of like going to a walk-in at home. Like, it's not that I was, like... In emergency and they gave me an antibiotic prescription and I was like able to text her and say hey this is what they gave me and she was like no don't take that like wait a couple days see if it doesn't start to clear up and then we'll talk about it so it was just like that quality of care I've never experienced before and it's so nice to just be able to like shoot a text to your doctor so it's funny how that all worked out Isn't that the way it goes? Sometimes better than you even thought possible. Um, And I'm really happy with the midwives. They have been working with home birth and they do hospital birth as well. Kind of like how in Canada, if you want midwives in in a hospital, that's obviously still a go. Um, And they've been working here for over 10 years and they're super lovely. They everything that I've kind of brought to them, they are in agreement with. So things that I want and don't want. Just as an example, like I don't want to be bothered after the baby's born for the first like hour, like don't weigh my baby, don't don't touch me, basically. Um, (laughs) And they're like, yep, we don't do it. So they're very like the lowest of lowest of interventions, the best, and that's my kind of philosophy too. So um, everything worked out amazingly so far so i'm very happy there was definitely a lot of stressful moments but i just want to say like where there's a will there's a way as my mom always used to say um i think she still says it don't worry she's she's here still um so i think that is really important to keep in mind if you want to make it happen no matter where you are no matter what you're up against with your partner frankly your parents whatever stay true to you and your baby and your body because that's who's actually going to be doing the labor and the birth right okay I also wanted to quickly touch on the fear kind of on this topic because I think that's where a lot of the kind of pushback can come from sometimes and I remember I with Leo I felt nervous to tell people that I wanted a home birth as I mentioned because there's so much fear around it and there's just so much fear around birth in general. And I think one of the biggest fears I hear from people was the pain. Um, and again, for me, I just, that was not really an issue. I'm not saying it wasn't challenging. It's labor, it was, but it, that just wasn't really a thing. But why do we have all this fear around something, as I mentioned, that women's bodies are perfectly designed to do and they make the most amazing cocktail of natural painkillers and hormones for you so i think it kind of comes from a few things so media portrayals whenever you see it in the media it's like there's always an emergency and women are screaming and it's just it's always so dramatic and there's you don't actually see the beauty and the strength that labor can be so i think that's a huge one i think and i touched on this in the beginning but there's such a mistrust for women around our own bodies and like kind of We haven't really embraced all that they can do, I don't think. And there's a lot of mistrust and this inability to surrender. And I think that plays a huge role in the fear around birth. And I think those horror stories like we talked about, people telling you how awful this was and how this emergency happened and this... Like, yeah, those do happen. And there's a lot of births like mine. You just don't hear about it. That was, mine was six hours long. It was beautiful. I loved it. Best time. So those are just, I think, some of the ways that the fears have have come up for people. And I think it's really important for you to kind of If you want to navigate these and you want to have a really positive birth experience i think you can i think you want to look at your beliefs and do whatever it is you do around when you're reforming your beliefs um and i think that's so freaking important so that that's it that's my home birth 101 for you i hope this was helpful again like i said if you know anyone that's considering home birth please send this to them I'm going to link up all the resources, Sarah Buckley, Ina Mae Gaskin's book. Another big resource, let me tell you, is yourself. And listening to your own intuition about what's right for you is going to get you real far. I love you all. I hope this was helpful, like I said. And please share with anyone who's interested. I love talking about this stuff. If you have any questions, you can DM me. I love you all. Have a great day. And... Please, please, please remember how incredible and powerful you are. Thank you for listening to Cool Mom 101 with Emily Kylo. If you liked our podcast, please be sure to leave a comment or review and be sure to tune in next time.